Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out of pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome to the Metabolic Classroom, a nutrition and lifestyle podcast focused on the truth behind why we get sick and fat. What you're about to hear was taken from a live broadcast streamed on InsulinIQ.com. The Metabolic Classroom is brought to you by InsulinIQ and by Health Code Meal Replacement Shakes. Episode 5, Contribution of Insulin Resistance to male infertility and hormone problems. Metabolic disorders are a chief cause of female infertility, but what you may not know is that they also lead to male infertility. This week, Dr. Ben Bickman and the Insulin IQ team discuss why even young men need to be aware of how their reproductive health is affected by insulin resistance. From our conversation last week, we spoke about a, a polycystic ovarian syndrome and how insulin has a direct effect at inhibiting the ovaries ability in a woman of converting testosterone into estrogens, uh, and, because that's an essential switch that, 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 that conversion. So again, as I, I'm sure I said last week, all estrogens, which is a family of hormones were once testosterone. And then women just convert more of that than men do. But men of course convert some as well. And of course, last week when we spoke about polycystical ovary syndrome, some of the guys were, they felt a little left out, right? They wanted a conversation about metabolic health and fertility in men. So Jack, you touched on what I believe are the two most um, likely relevant topics here, although there could be multiple um, that would come from this, but it is this, this very recent phenomenon of low T and then, uh, and then of course this actually this explosion in prevalence of erectile dysfunction. Both of these are, we could very much lump them into the plagues of prosperity, the degree to which um, they, given the degree to which they, they do exist. Now let's start, I'd like to actually kind of start this conversation, this, this lesson um, by focusing on the fat cell, because once again, I think we can, we can start in the fat cell. 
And then depending on what's happening in the fat cell, we have those two consequences, those two pillars of male infertility, um, which is uh, erectile dysfunction and low testosterone. Again, I think they're kind of derivative of a problem that starts in the fat cell. So let's just pick one. Let's, let's start with erectile dysfunction because there was a paper published in this article that I'm thinking of right now um, was, was published in 2013. And the title of it is, and anyone could just go look up the title, it's erectile dysfunction may be the first clinical sign of insulin resistance and endothelial dysfunction in young men. So that, that's a pretty compelling um, uh, uh, title for a scientific manuscript because it's basically saying if you have a patient who's complaining about erectile dysfunction, it's very likely that this is actually a problem of insulin resistance. Now, briefly, let's talk about how that connection works, and then we can get into low T. With erectile dysfunction, it's thought to be a problem of blood vessels that don't dilate well enough. So a normal erection only happens when those blood vessels dilate. And as they dilate, well, then the man has the erection that he's hoping for. If they cannot dilate and they stay constricted or narrowed, no erection or certainly an inability to keep an erection. Part of the process of dilating that blood vessel, making the blood vessel get bigger and carry more blood is the production of a molecule called nitric oxide. Now, this isn't the nitrous oxide that Rich likes to sniff as laughing gas. This is <laughs> we, nitric we oxide. We always wonder, we wonder why Rich has so many dental appointments. It's happy days, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so Rich has a little inhaler, and it's not for <laughs> asthma. It's his nitrous oxide. Yeah, so nitric oxide is, is, is so good at dilating blood vessels that if someone's having chest pain, the reason a physician will give the person a little nitroglycerin pill to put under their tongue is that that nitroglycerin will be taken into the blood and converted into nitric oxide, opening all the blood vessels and easing the chest pain. Now, to take it back down to the erection, in the case of insulin resistance, when the endothelial cells, which are the cells that are lining the inside of the blood vessel. So if you think if we were inside a blood vessel right now, as we were looking around the tube, we would see the endothelial cells. Those are the innermost lining of the blood vessels. The blood vessels, these endothelial cells are what's making the nitric oxide, which then will allow the vessel to dilate. If, uh, if the cells are insulin resistant along those, if those endothelial cells become insulin resistant, they cannot produce as much nitric oxide. And so when there's a signal for those blood vessels to dilate, if there's insulin resistance, then they don't dilate, they stay constricted. So that's a direct effect of the insulin resistance compromising the ability of the blood vessels to make nitric oxide, which is then compromising the ability to either get or sustain an erection. Now that's the immediate effect, of course, but you can imagine that systemically throughout the entire body, if we have a whole body of blood vessels that don't dilate and they're all staying very constricted and narrow, now you have elevated blood pressure throughout the entire body and the person, that's why insulin resistance, that's one of the reasons why insulin resistance is so connected to hypertension. So you have these two sort of blood vessel problems happening uh, coincidental or, or in parallel, hypertension throughout the body and yet a lack of high blood pressure um, where you want it in the case of the erection. Mm. So that is the connection between 
And again, you might, someone might be wondering, well, why did he even bring up the fat cell at the beginning? It's because insulin resistance starts at the fat cell. So if you have an insulin-resistant fat cell that's spreading the insulin resistance throughout the body, including to the blood vessels that are responsible for erection, and then now they can't, those blood vessels can no longer generate enough nitric oxide to dilate the blood vessels and move enough blood to develop an erection. Now, so that's the ben, first problem. Hey, Ben, I got a question. Can you hear me? Yeah. So when my clients come in, and there's lots of therapies out there that are being promoted like ultrasound therapy, all kinds of medications. If, if they get their insulin resistance under control, is that a treatment for this? Oh, yeah. 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 So I, I have to speculate a bit because I've not seen a study that has confirmed that. But yeah, I, I would be extremely confident. So I'm uh, uh, an informed speculation to say yes, that I would think this would be a conversation someone could have with their physician. And I'm not their physician. None of us are. So I'm not telling them what to do. But I would think insofar as erectile dysfunction is, appears to be a key manifestation of insulin resistance, well then go to the insulin resistance before you start messing around with any other sorts of crazy therapies. And the benefit is you're going to improve a lot of other things too. Maybe there is a specific therapy or a drug like Viagra. Okay, this will improve your erectile dysfunction, but it's not going to improve your excess weight, your diabetes, or your hypertension. Why not address all of those things by addressing what is a common cause to all of them, insulin resistance. So that's my perspective on that. Now, great. the other phenomenon <clears throat> is low T. Now, I actually have some strong feelings about that because, frankly, I think it's uh, I think it's a bit of a a bit of a myth. Frankly, um, that the degree to which someone's low testosterone is causing problems in the man that is that is not well supported by the evidence. So I will go on record by saying, I think the whole low T movement is a is a bit of a, an, a just a way to sell drugs. Uh, I, I for the record, for the record. Now that might be a little controversial. Now, now, nevertheless, let's let's say what if because a lot of the problems they say, like when you listen to the radio ad, it's are you feeling like you don't have energy? Are you gaining weight? Yeah, that's just because you're getting old on, on one hand and you're insulin resistant. And, and so a lot of what you're feeling is the insulin resistance, not the low T. But as men become progressively more overweight, they can experience something called hypogonadism, including a potential for lower testosterone production. So maybe there's something there. But again, I don't think it's as widespread as the average radio ad makes you makes you believe however back to the fat cell it's i mentioned earlier how in the ovaries of a woman and the same thing happens in the testes of a man just to a lower degree there's an enzyme called aromatase and aromatase is is the enzyme that will convert the testosterone into the estrogens in polycystic ovary syndrome the high levels of insulin are inhibiting that aromatase in the ovaries now, what's interesting in the man, it doesn't seem to happen that way in the testes. What starts to happen is that as the fat cells get bigger, they start to express this enzyme called aromatase. And it, as the person has more and bigger fat cells, now aromatase is more active than it was before. And so now this man's fat cells are taking in the testosterone that was made in the testes, and the fat cells are converting the testosterone into estrogens. And so it's almost like his 
fat cells are acting like the ovaries in a woman. It's, it's like there's an ovary in his fat cells. Now there isn't, but it's acting like it with regards to that one single enzyme called aromatase. So why, so it's not his low T that's causing his weight gain. It's his weight, it's his excessive fat that's causing his low T, if it's actually low at all. And there's so much discussion and obsession on increasing testosterone levels. But the fact is, men have wildly differing levels of testosterone, and they in, in no way predict who's going to be more Adonis-like than someone else. It just doesn't appear to actually matter as much as most guys like to think. Now, however, if you're pushing them up to super physiological levels because you're taking testosterone injections, anabolic steroids, yeah, you're going to get very, very big, um, very muscled. Interestingly, as you push, as that man is pushing his testosterone up to super levels by injecting, he actually has more of it being converted into estrogens, which is why some guys, when they're on steroids, worry about starting to develop breasts. It's because they start to convert more of their testosterone into estrogens. Anyway, back to the topic. As a guy has too many and too big of fat cells, he has too much aromatase, and the, the, the fat cells start acting like ovaries, and they convert the testosterone into estrogens. And, and that could be why as a man is gaining weight, he actually starts to put fat like on his chest, like on his pectorals, and it starts to look like he is growing breasts because in a way he's storing more fat there actually like a woman does. And, and uh, the sexes, men and women, store fat where they store fat largely because the sex hormones tell the body where to store fat. Yeah. You know, little boys and little girls, they look just the same. And then as they start to go through puberty, a little girl starts to look like mom, a little boy starts to look like dad. And that's because the, the sex hormones tell the body where to store fat. And in this case of a man with too much fat cells, he's converting his testosterone into estrogens and then that can start to have systemic, that can start to have problems. So there we go. So Ben, ben I got a question. Low T oh, go or erectile dysfunction. So um, we talked about the, the title of our, our discussion today was about uh, male infertility. So obviously erectile dysfunction has an effect on that, but since PCOS in women is, is affected by insulin resistance, is fertility in terms of either sperm count or those kinds of things also part of this equation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Jack, um, for making helping me stay on topic. Yeah. So as the man that I mentioned a term earlier called hypogonadism, which uh, tends to it, it is much more common in men that are overweight or obese, and that is both the tendency for lower testosterone production, but yes, also lower sperm count or and or lower sperm motility. And there's a lot of interesting um, influences, or, or it's interesting to note and to see the degree to which environmental influences can affect a man's sperm production and, and sperm quality. For example, there was a study done by uh, um, Loma Linda University years ago that found that when you shift a man from an omnivore diet to a vegetarian, vegan diet, his sperm production drops. And actually, depression goes up, huh. um, which might be um, coincidental uh, or, or related directly. So, uh, um, but that's a little beside the point. Yes, hypogonadism is real. It's very much a phenomenon that accompanies obesity in a man, and that includes lower sperm production. 
yeah. thereby directly. So the erectile dysfunction and compromised sperm production, those of course would be hallmarks of reduced fertility in a man. So a uh, question to Carly and Rich for, uh, as part of this discussion. You're the ones that are right where the rubber meets the road. You're talking to our students and clients all the time and, and coaching our coaches to help them. Do we get a lot of questions from our clients about uh, erectile dysfunction or more of the questions come in about this whole idea of low testosterone? Well, I'll take that, Jack. I, almost, almost 100% of my uh, morbidly obese men, um, that's, that's one of the first questions. Uh, they, they Jack, Rich, is it because they've been told? Have they been told they have clinically low testosterone? Is it just that they've sort of bought into the radio ads? Yeah, they've never, typically they've never been tested. They are just buying into yeah. what the radio and the TV is telling them. What's interesting, Ben, is this, is I wonder about this, is that as they start to get healthy, as their cells start becoming more insulin sensitive and they start losing their fat, is one of the reasons they start feeling so good is because they are increasing their testosterone? Yeah, it's possible. It's possible. I, I confess, I do think testosterone is sort of overhyped in, in many regards. Um, if the person really did have a, an, an, a suboptimal level of testosterone, although again, that varies so much, it's so right. hard to really know. But if he did, then yeah, absolutely. Um, putting testosterone back to a normal range would very likely help him feel better. But I don't think that's it. Um, even if testosterone does change and there's no evidence to suggest it, it, it really does right. significantly. I think it's going to be more a matter of you're improving your insulin sensitivity and you're losing weight and you, you just feel better. Right. Because and of all I, those reasons. And, and, and Ben, I get so many questions from my clients about supplementation to increase their testosterone. And, yeah. and I just say, listen, you, we need to focus on insulin resistance and insulin sensitivity and, and don't mess with that stuff. I agree 100%. Yep, of course, we're not clin uh, healthcare providers here, but I, I do not believe, unless it is truly clinically confirmed that this man lacks testosterone, which, which is not common, I don't think there's any room, any need to start supplementing with testosterone. I think that's just a way to make a guy's muscles grow um, and his prostate, unfortunately, and, and he'll look a little more muscled and feel a little better, but he can never take a leak. Yeah. Well, and, and Ben brings up a good point. We wanted to remind you, we are not your doctors. Dr. Bickman is not your doctor. I'm not your doctor. Yeah, Rich I'm is not your Bickman. doctor. Yeah. <laughs> Carly's not Just your doctor. Yeah, always consult your doctor. We're nutritional yeah. coaches, and uh, we are not your, your medical advice. So always talk to your doctor first. But uh, it's interesting uh, to me that when I hear about our experiences that we have with our clients as we're coaching them, this may be a real opportunity, Rich uh, and Carly, in terms of our uh, lesson structure to bring in more about insulin resistance effect on not just on ED, but also on low T, what people perceive anyway as low T, and even infertility problems like sperm, sperm count and mobility. We don't talk very much with our clients about that. Is that right? Right. Rarely. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah, it, it, Jack, it's not, I mean, it, most of it, you know, we, I get lots of PCOS clients that come in and that's a very specific issue. Sure. I, I don't, I don't, you know, we don't talk much about sexual health 
um, with our with our with our male clients. Yeah, it's typically about I'm not feeling well. You know, typically it's not about sperm count and so forth. That's that's rarely does that come up. Well, maybe maybe this is an opportunity for us if if in fact the science is pointing towards the kinds of things that Dr. Bickman's talking about. It's another opportunity for us to help people. Maybe that's in part helps motivate people to to try the, these things first before they're out. You know, buying oh, yeah. all kinds of other stuff. Well, we, we continue to learn with Dr. Bickman the the weave of things that are, that that occur with 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 insulin resistance and how it's impacting so many uh, health concerns and issues for people. I mean, it's got its tentacles wrapped around just about everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Its tentacles even wrap around the testicles, you know, <laughs> figuratively figuratively that's, speaking. That's right. Nice transition. I like that. <laughs> Nice, Ben. That's awesome, man. That was low-hanging fruit. I couldn't have low-hanging. Man, I'm, I'm full of you're, puns you're today. Terrible. Can we delete this? You're terrible. No, it's live. You can't delete anything. Carly, I'm sorry, Carly. Carly, are you still with us with these crazy dudes over here? Yeah, I'm awesome. here. Oh, you're here. Okay. okay. Yeah. She's, she's reluctantly. Reluctantly. All right. Yeah. Well, if you have if you have questions about the about the topic we just discussed, put them in the chat window, and maybe we'll get to some of your questions related to that. Yeah, actually, but don't, but please don't ask. We clearly can't. <laughs> yeah. We're clearly not mature enough for hey, this topic. Ben, Ben, I think we just put the ball back in your. I'm corner. kidding. All right, that's I'm kidding. Enough. I'm kidding. That's enough. All right. Any other any, any other contributions? We're going to move on to our Q and A. Uh, you're right. Thank you. Yeah, I think I think I've I think I beat that topic to <laughs> okay. death. Yeah, but nevertheless, I mean, I, I, if there's a takeaway, I, I I like what Rich said, and maybe the, my attempt to make it a little more professional as we wrap it up, because of course it is a very delicate topic. Rich saying that he's not had that conversation. I doubt it's because they didn't want to talk about it with someone. It's just it's hard to bring it up. You know, it's not something a guy wants to talk about. I, I, my philosophy on this is no different than any other. It is, we should scrutinize someone's lifestyle habits and find out what in the lifestyle um, is, might be responsible for this and also question whether there is an underlying metabolic component. In other words, insulin resistance and tr truly, it, I know it sounds extreme for me to say, but almost always the answer is going to be yes. There's something about their lifestyle that is aggravating insulin resistance. And then that then is either directly causing the problem that we're worried about, or it's a, a, a massive contributor. And to me, low T, the degree to which it may really exist in someone and erectile dysfunction will certainly are no exception. Well, and I, I think another, that's a great takeaway, Ben. And I think another takeaway from our perspective would be that maybe you're right, that we have male clients that would like to talk about this because it is an issue for them or they've bought into whatever. And we, we, maybe we take more opportunities as coaches uh, to, to, to talk about that and to bring that subject up to, to just help people feel more comfortable about talking about it. Thank you for listening to The Metabolic Classroom. This podcast is brought to you by Insulin IQ. Nutrition and Lifestyle Coaching for Insulin Control and Better Health. Learn more at InsulinIQ.com. And by Health Code, the world's healthiest and most delicious meal replacement shake. Learn more at Get Health, that's G-E-T-H-L-T-H.com. Find us on Facebook and YouTube 
at Insulin IQ. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.